0: Morning to everybody in the room and online. It's good to be here uh, continuing our series called Go. And I'd like to start this morning with three names for you and I wonder if you could possibly guess the link. So I've got Marley, Honey and Persephone. I wonder if anyone would have any idea what on earth I'm going on about this morning. There's probably one, no, two people in the room who know what I'm talking about. Well, I wanted to start this morning by talking about Guinea pigs, and if you wonder what I'm doing, that's Macathon for guinea pigs. To do that in my nursery with my children, and I just love it. It's one of my favourite signs. Guinea pig, I love. It. So why am I, why am I talking about guinea pigs this morning? It's brought a smile to Nathan's face. He knows how much I love um, pets and animals. And for those of you who know me, you'll know I'm not the biggest fan in the world of pets. And in fact, when I left home, when I left the sort of the fens drawn to the big city lights of York, I made a promise myself that I would do everything possible to avoid pets. <laughs> then the Lord blessed us with children, and it turns out the children really like pets and animals. <laughs> so I've started to give in, and we have had the privilege of guinea pig sitting for the bullies recently. We've branched out now and looked after rabbits for the Sloans, And we've even got our very own sea monkeys. (laughs) I wasn't sure what they were. It turns out they're not monkeys, and they they don't live in the sea, so they're just little things that float about. But it's baby steps. Anyway. The point is, our boys love the animals, particularly our middle son, Zach. He adores animals. And watching him care for these guinea pigs, I can't stop now, these (laughs) guinea pigs. I also know there are plenty of people dying to have a go, so don't let me stop you. But watching him... Um, thank you, David. Watching, watching him care for the guinea pigs has really started to soften my heart. You see, when they stay with us and eat my grass, um, actually, they only go out when Zach chooses. Zach chew, would choose in the morning to get them out. They only um, get fed their food and their water when Zach goes to do that for them. And actually, I can see Zach... We've got photos in our kitchen, haven't we, of the guinea pigs with that? Because he really cares for them deeply, and he loves them. I recognise this morning that as humans, we have far more autonomy day to day, of course, than guinea pigs. But this morning, this next passage, uh, this next part of the passage in Matthew, we're going to explore this idea of God's protective care for all of his creation. And just like our kids love these animals... Um, and, care, and cares for them, we can say this morning that God loves all of his creation and cares for everything that he has made. I'm really enjoying this next, we're working through a series at the moment called Go. I'm really enjoying learning about what Jesus said to his disciples back then as he sent them out, but also what he's saying to us now as we go out onto our front lines. And just from the outset this morning, as I was preparing this talk, I, I sort of sat there thinking, this is a bit straightforward, really. And I sort of tried to look, what oh, I could maybe bring this in or, or bring this in. So I'll be really honest from the outset here. This is a pretty short talk, and it's pretty straightforward. And, and my heart, really, this morning is for us to be drawn towards Jesus, who he is, and what he wants to do with us. You see, God cares for us deeply. Let's have a look at the passage, then. So it's from Matthew 10. And we're going to pick it up at verse 28. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground, outside of your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. We're going to draw out two things this morning. The first is that God's protective care is the ultimate care. There is no other power in our universe that is greater than God's. And secondly, knowing that, we're going to consider how much He cares for all of us as His children. For if he cares deeply for the least of his creation, how much more does he care for those who he's made in his image to be his children? We are God's valuable possessions. Knowing that God is in control and with assurance of his care, we can go out in his name, can't we? We might not always understand it or like it. (laughs) Jesus certainly doesn't promise it's going to be easy. But we put our faith in him, don't we? So let's look at this first point then. God's um, providence is the ultimate care. God's providence is the ultimate care. When I use the word providence, I just mean his protective care. How he governs everything he has made. We choose to worship a creator God, don't we? God created the world and he created everything in it. He is responsible for every living thing. We talk about God as being sovereign, don't we? And I think the word ultimate is useful here. See, God's power is ultimate. It is total. He can exercise total power because he's sovereign. There is no other. Isaiah 45 verse 5 says... I am the Lord, and there is no other. Apart from me, there is no God. I think it's really important to stress it's not some far-off, distant creator God, is he? He's not just some sort of supreme being. Yes, he's our creator, but he's also our sustainer. He gives us all that we need. Not necessarily all that we want, but he will provide for us, and he creates us. To be in relationship with him. And when we, made, we messed it up, didn't we? We messed up that relationship. He chose to be our redeemer. God is our Jehovah, our covenant God. He's our father. We are his children. In Ephesians, Paul, of course, compares the church uh, as the bride to Christ as the groom. This is a deeply intimate relationship. And it's within this context that we read these instructions from Jesus to his disciples. We consider God's government over all that he created and he created all. I'll just say that again. We consider his providence, his care over all he created. And we acknowledge, don't we, that God created all. (coughs) He created all for his glory. He lifts up, he puts down. Everything in our creation testifies to his power, his goodness, and his glory. And furthermore, as Jesus tells his disciples at the beginning of this passage, that verse 28 he has power over life and death itself. What does Jesus tell his followers? Jesus says, Don't be afraid of mankind, who will surely persecute you. Rather, have a healthy reverence. And fear of a God who has lordship over not just the body, but the body and the soul. And before we can understand this specific meaning of our worth, and we look at the sparrows in a moment, it's important to understand that context. So Jesus is telling his followers, here they will face persecution because of their faith in him. But he reminds them, he will always be with them no matter what. As Caleb shared a few weeks ago, persecution is nothing new for Christians. Jesus is very upfront about that. But he's also very upfront about the fact that we don't have to be afraid because our God is so much stronger, so much more powerful. He's not just so much more powerful, he has the ultimate power. And he's so powerful, he has power over life and death itself. It's God who gets the final say. Paul writes about Jesus' death and resurrection. He writes about this power. Let's look at Acts chapter ten. He says, We're witnesses of everything he, that is Jesus, did in the country of the Jews and Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him for the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of both the living and the dead. So we can take heart, can't we, this morning that we worship a God who's sovereign, who's in control. He has the final say. It's in faith that we trust him in that. See, Jesus was crucified. Jesus was raised from the dead. Jesus has the final say and it's Jesus who's appointed or ordained to be the judge. So who who should we fear? (laughs) Knowing that, who do we fear? So we move on to the second part here of what I wanted to bring this morning. Jesus goes on to to draw out um, this analogy really around sparrows. And we can say our second point, if God cares for the least, then how much more does he care for us? We know that we have a healthy reverence of our heavenly father, that we can trust him, that his dominion is total. We know it's not easy. Come valleys or hills though, the Lord remains beside us. Knowing that in these next few verses... Jesus goes on to tell his disciples how much he cares for them. So let's just read that little bit again from verse 29. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care, and even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Speaking at the time, of course, Jesus was speaking to a local context of Jews. Sparrows were sold in the marketplaces uh, for a very small amount. In fact, Jesus is telling his followers that they are so cheap that even the smallest unit of currency wasn't enough to get you one bird. With a penny, you got two. Jesus is really labouring the point here that they're pretty worthless, these things. So when Jesus was telling his followers this, and as he whispers this to our hearts this morning, he's telling them and us of their great worth in their father's eyes. Just as the father cares about the smallest of sparrows falling to the ground, he cares even more about the life of his children. Jesus tells us directly to so don't be afraid. You're worth so much more. See, God cares for us deeply. We are really valuable we're unique amongst his creation we're made in his image we read that in genesis chapter 1 verse 27 says so god created mankind in his own image in the image of god he created them male and female he created them nothing else in god's creation is made in his image God cares about all of his creation. He loves us. We are treasured by him. And he sets out a plan for us. Even before we're born, God knows us intimately. A lovely psalm, Psalm 139. Many of us will have read this before. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. You saw my unformed body. All the days, ordained for me, were written in your book before one of them came to be. That's amazing. It's amazing, we have this this sovereign, powerful God Who knows us and cares about us so intimately and we don't need to be afraid Jesus says don't be afraid because he'll be with us through it all it still applies to us today doesn't it God loves us, never doubt that for a second never doubt that you matter your life matters and your future matters he cares about every hair on your head he knows them And I recognise, putting this together, that in the pressures that we find ourselves under quite often today, we can often encounter self-doubt over our worth or our value. The world will tell us that we are successful because of what we look like, because what we do. How much money we make or, or our job, for example. But we know, don't we? The truth is, none of these things determine our worth. God tells us in this passage that we are so valuable and we have great worth because we're his. You know, he loves his creation, includes us, we're his. And when the world tries to pull us down under that weight to conform, or we we, we listen, you know, those, those whispers, those lies come at us, we instead choose to trust in God. No matter what people have said to you or what you have perhaps said to yourself, Know that you have great worth and value, as God tells us. Not only does God tell us that, he shows it to us, doesn't he? That's why Jesus tells his disciples all human beings are worth more than many, many sparrows. Because he wanted them to know that God loves, values and cherishes each one of them. And so we go, we're sent out, knowing that God is in control. He's sovereign, it's his plan. He has power over life and death. God is in control, but we know also that he cares for us so deeply. We can have assurances in his promises. Yes, we will go through difficult seasons, persecution, grief, but God walks with us through all of it. He promises to remain steadfast by our sides. And Jesus' main message, I believe, here, when he was talking to his followers, um, was to convey the truth that God not only places a high worth on them and values them, but also he dearly loves them. To know that the God of the universe, the one who created the stars and the seas, loves us can feel unfathomable. That's a big word. Unfathomable at times. I don't know the Makaton for Unfathomable. <laughs> Maybe next time. Even though Adam and Eve sinned, of course, <laughs> God still loved them. Even though we make mistakes every single day, He still loves us. We've been singing about it this morning. His love for us extends further than any measuring rod could measure. When Jesus shared this with His disciples, He did so with complete authority. And he modeled it for us didn't he he chose to walk a path set out for him even though it was hard when he was in the garden of gethsemane the very night he was betrayed the night that he was arrested before willingly choosing to go to the cross for us a few days later jesus shows us his complete trust in god's plan we read this in mark chapter 14 verse 36. "Abba Father," he said, "everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. Yet not what I will, but what you will." The perfect man, our Messiah Christ Jesus, acknowledges the authority of his heavenly Father. This morning we acknowledge the authority of our heavenly Father. We choose to lift him up. We choose to worship. You see, we don't deserve what Jesus did for us. He chose to go to the cross for us. And in doing so, he modelled submitting to the Father. We read in Romans chapter 5, just pick it up at verse 6. You see at just the right time, When we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Could I ask the band just to start making their way back up? Thank you. Think how much the Father loves the Son, his only Son. Think how much he loves you and me. Do we want to know how much God cares for us, how much he loves us? Then look no further than the cross. God demonstrated his love for us by sending his only Son to die for us. Hallelujah. You're worth so much more than many sparrows. He knows you deeply and he cares. And now we worship a God who has his rightful place at the right hand of the Father. Let me just finish by reading this verse from Hebrews, chapter 1, talking about Jesus. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So you see, Jesus sustains all things by his powerful word. It is through our weaknesses... His power is revealed. And he does that in love. He loves us so deeply. And it's within that truth he sent his disciples out and he says, go to us this morning. It's within that truth we proclaim his good news. We proclaim he's our joy and our freedom. Therefore, I can say this morning, saved by his grace, go with a complete assurance that God cares for you. Do not be afraid. Go knowing you are worth so much more (laughs) than some sparrows. Go knowing that his will is perfect, his power is total, and his love is ultimate. We're going to move into a time of worship. I wonder if I could just invite you where you are to join me by standing, if you're able. we we'll just come before him. we we'll, we we'll love to love him, don't we? So let's just still our hearts. This is our King Jesus. Father, we want to thank you that you see us. We thank you that you, you knew us so intimately before we were even born. Lord, we want to thank you that you know the path set out for us. We thank you that you choose to stick with us on that path no matter what. choose to trust you, we choose to rejoice in you, And we look to your son this morning and we say thank you, we say that the tomb is empty, we say that the victory is all yours And we thank you that you sit at the right hand of his majesty this morning. We don't just want to know this, we want to feel this this morning, Lord. We want to meet with you. Lord, we open our hearts to you this morning. Draw near to us this morning, we pray. Come, Holy Spirit. We are broken vessels. There's cracks. But we want to be filled by you. We want to be filled by your power this morning. And so we invite you to work in our hearts. As we come to you now to worship, work in our hearts, we pray.